For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Four people charged by Durham police for blocking part of a highway during a protest on Thursday. Who they are and why there could be more charges coming. And the arrest come the same day a second massive group of protesters returned to the CCB Plaza demanding a ceasefire and the war between Israel and Hamas. We begin it. As we take a look at our forecast, we are looking at near record warm temperatures headed this way. We'll talk about when they arrive and just how warm it could be coming up. With new video of a massive pro Palestinian rally held today at CCB Plaza in Durham. There is that rally right there. Hundreds turned out to demand a ceasefire in Gaza. Good evening, and thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Julian Grace. We have more to share with you. Today's protest comes just two days after another rally stopped traffic during rush hour on the Durham Freeway. We're talking about this right here, you may recall. Protesters demanding a ceasefire set along the road for hours. And new tonight, we know four of them are now facing charges. Durham police say they have obtained warrants of four for four women in connection to the protests. WRL's Carly Haynes joins us live tonight after looking into those warrants. Carly, what have you learned? Julian, those four people were charged for impeding traffic on Highway 147 during Thursday's protest. They could be coming here soon to the courthouse doors, and Durham police say there could be more charges on their way. Now, that protest on Thursday started at CCB Plaza around 4 in the afternoon. Hundreds of people were there calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. It was organized by a group known as Jewish Voice for Peace, and later on, part of that group started blocking the highway during rush hour. At that point, Durham police called it an illegal protest. One of the protesters there had told WRAL Thursday that people were willing to risk arrest when it comes to civil disobedience. Now, these are the people who have been charged so far. 27-year-old Olivia Lynn, 36-year-old Fatima Noor, 36-year-old Janae Taylor, and 28-year-old Leah Whitehead. No arrests were made on the actual day of the protest. These four women aren't in custody at the moment. They're just charged, but this is under investigation. Julian. All right, clarifying things for us. Carly Haynes reporting live in Durham tonight. Thank you. Well, the protest in downtown Durham today was bigger and brought together more groups. But as WRL's Eric Miller reports, the goal remained the same, an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. These protesters once again literally left a mark on the Bull City here. This group sending a message they hope will reach beyond Durham to Washington, D.C. and beyond. The chants, the songs, the signs. A call for ceasefire echoes in Durham's CCB Plaza. It's uh, unbearable, it's unsupportable. Hundreds packed into the rally, surrounded by altars and lists bearing the names of thousands killed in the nearly month-old war between Israel and Hamas. No one is made safer, no Jew is made safer, no U.S. citizen is made safer, no resident is made safer by that level of violence. We're watching people suffer and die. Protesters like Rashida Sadia 
saying the war abroad has been joined by anti-Islamic violence at home. For many Muslims, this feels very reminiscent of post 9-11, and people are afraid to go outside. They're afraid to go outside alone. The protesters are once again pushing for the Triangle's congressional representatives, including Valerie Fuji, to sign on to a resolution supporting a ceasefire. So far, none have done so. The response from our government has been very disappointing. I think we're not only calling for a ceasefire, but sort of wanting to really interrogate why we're giving so much money uh, to a government that is harming um, individuals. At one point, a small counter-protest formed across the street, but that group was quickly drowned out with drums. The main protest Saturday lasted nearly two hours and was organized by several organizations, including Jewish Voice for Peace, the same pro-Palestinian group behind Thursday's protest. The protest Saturday wrapped up with song and prayer, and organizers vowing their fight will go on as long as war still rages in Gaza. Eric Miller, WRAL News, Durham. Demonstrators who have been protesting for the last three weekends in Raleigh's Moore Square went to Washington, D.C. to join an even larger protest today. Organizers estimate about 30,000 people attended. Gaza supporters arrived by bus from the Triangle as well as from Chicago, Houston, Tampa, and other cities to take part. Take a look at this video. Firefighters in Durham were battling flames at a church this afternoon on East Lawson Street. As you can see, the fire and smoke was pouring out of the roof there when the WRL breaking news tracker arrived. The name of the church is Charity Christian Fellowship. There are no reports of any injuries at this point. We're still working to learn the cause and the extent of the damage. A man is recovering after being shot while driving in Durham. This was the scene from the WRL breaking news tracker shortly before 1.30 in the morning. Durham police say the man was driving southbound on I-885 near T.W. Alexander Drive when someone in another vehicle started shooting at him. The driver's vehicle was hit by gunshots, but he wasn't hurt. Police are still searching for the suspects. No Veterans Day parade in Raleigh today, but that still did not stop North Carolinians from honoring our veterans. Organizers canceled the annual parade after the city of Raleigh would not allow vehicles in the procession. Despite the cancel parade, veterans were still honored. What you're watching here is a veteran's ceremony held on the state capitol grounds. This year, there were no blocked off streets, no floats, or motorized vehicles. It's an honor to be here. But there was a keynote speaker, a crowd, and a message of gratefulness. Let me just make an honor uh, note here to God because by all rights and means, I should be dead. Major General William Kirkland gave the keynote. In his passionate speech, he talked about his love for country. I'm going to stand for this country because this country has been very, very good to me. And I want to be able to return the favor to these youngsters that are coming up now that deserve the same, same opportunities that I had as a youngster coming up. This weekend, some wish we could celebrate our vets with the annual Veterans Day Parade. It didn't happen after the city of Raleigh pulled the plug on allowing motorized vehicles. Vehicles that veterans desperately need in order to travel the one and a half mile parade route. And without them, organizers could not move forward with the parade. That's why we decided, you know, let's go ahead and cancel the parade. You know, many of our veterans are, you know, Vietnam era. We're in our 60s, 70s, 80s. They can't walk that mile and a half up Fayetteville Street. The city has been trying to do things differently with parade routes. 
This after Haley Brooks was killed by an out-of-control truck in the 2022 Christmas parade. As the city of Raleigh tries to figure out what parades will look like in the future, this crowd didn't let the lack of a parade stop them from honoring our veterans and our country. All those that are out there that are saying that this country is dead, I'm going to say no, this country is not dead. Great seeing the support today for our veterans. Now they remain hopeful next year the Veterans Parade will take place. We're hoping so as well. Cumberland County held its Veterans Day Parade in downtown Fayetteville this morning. WRL's Gilbert Bays was the MC at this year's celebration of retired service members. Military and community leaders share their pride in Fayetteville's strong veteran community. This is our community right here every day. It's the veterans, it's the active duty units, it's the bands, it's those young kids, it's all the fire department, the police, everything. Anytime they say we're the largest and number one military base in the United States, I'm so proud of that. Fort Liberty uh, is not only to be proud of, but the fact that so many of them remain in our community, and that's what's especially good. Oh, you can see the pride right there. Cumberland County is home to 120,000 retired military members. Wow. Election Day is this Tuesday, and WRL is your place for the fastest results on air, web, and of course, right on your cell phone. We have you covered as voters in 22 counties, including Durham, Cumberland, and Wade County, head to the polls. Now, voters in Durham, Fayetteville, and Chapel Hill will pick a new mayor, Fuquay Verena, Holly Springs, and Wendell voters will have to decide if park improvement projects are worth a hike in taxes. Polls open at 6.30 in the a.m. and close at 7.30 p.m. Now remember, you will need your valid voter ID, such as a driver's license, in order to cast your vote. All the details you need to know before heading to the polls can be found on NC Board of Election website. And tune in to WRL on Election Day as results pour in. We will have you covered. After the break, let's talk about this. It's homecoming weekend for NC Central alum in Durham. How the campus is celebrating. And runners of all kinds are flocking to Raleigh for the City of Oaks Marathon. What you need to know ahead of runners. Anthony. And Julian, certainly a beautiful start to this weekend with all of the sunshine. We do have a very dry stretch of weather headed this way. Not much rainfall. We'll talk about, though, a big time change in our temperatures and when they could climb to near record territory coming up. Welcome back. It's homecoming weekend for North Carolina Central University in Durham. And there was a parade down Fayetteville Street this morning. The event featured a marching band, floats, and plenty of a loyal alumni. Also making an appearance, some high-profile people in state government. We are thrilled to come together every year, celebrate as a community, to get out, to see the amazing community organizations that are part of this parade for the best homecoming in the state of North Carolina, for the best HBCU in the state of North Carolina. We have more four-year HBCUs, more HBCU students than any other state in the country. They're a critical part of what makes North Carolina great. Uh, so much excitement out there today. Now, Fayetteville Street was closed from Timothy Avenue to Lawson Street from 6 a.m. to noon. Tomorrow, runners gear up. They will gather in downtown Raleigh for the 17th annual City of Oaks Marathon. WRL is a proud par partner, and our very own Jeff Hogan and Ali Ingusol are MCs this year. Tomorrow's opening ceremony gets started at 6.45 in the morning. Now, there are a number of road closures we want to tell you about because of the race across Raleigh tomorrow. That includes several parts of Hillsboro. And you can find all those details on WRL.com. Several road closures begin in Raleigh this weekend for the I-440 and Blue Ridge Road improvement projects. Some closures will last about two weeks.
Let's begin with the short ones. Starting at 9 p.m. tomorrow, the ramp from Western Boulevard to I-440 West and the ramp from I-440 West to Melbourne, Melbourne Road will close. Two hours later, I-440 West closes from Western Boulevard to Walnut Street. When I-440 West reopens Monday morning, it will be in a new alignment with the new ramps from Western Boulevard to the Crossroads Shopping Center area. Now, for those two-week closures, the ramps from I-440 West to Hillsborough Street will close. Traffic from Wade Avenue onto I-440 West will shift to a new ramp and regain access to Hillsborough Street around November 15th. Drivers on I-440 West ahead of Wade Avenue will regain access to Hillsborough Street through a temporary exit once the two-week closure ends. Finally, Hillsborough Street is set to close again in front of the fairgrounds so crews can conduct water line work to prepare for an upcoming rail line shift. Drivers should pay close attention to the detour signs, be careful while traveling through the work zone, and allow extra time for the detours. Now, I know this is a lot of information that we just threw at you, but you can review it all and learn more on WRL.com. It was a special screening in Cary today for a movie addre addressing post-traumatic stress disorder and military service members. The film Lonesome Soldier is based on the novel The Lonesome Soldier, The Long Road Home by Linda Lee. Co-writer and star Alexander Randazzo attended the screening. Randazzo says he's been overwhelmed by military, the military community's response to the film. I had a, a lady who, ser who had served for over 20 years come up to me in tears saying that this was the film that the military has been waiting for about this subject matter for the last 30 years. Uh, so important. Now, the movie opened yesterday in Cary, Greensboro, Wilmington, Charlotte, and Southern Pines and will run through Veterans Day, which is next Saturday. A nonprofit dedicated to helping local homeless and foster children held an annual gala. Myra's Masquerade Charity Gala took place at the City Club in downtown Raleigh last night. WRL's Keely Arthur emceed the event. Myra's Angels Foundation creates care packages for children entering foster care. They provide kids with essentials and comforting items like stuffed animals and journals. The event raised tens of thousands of dollars for the cause. Now, if you'd like to donate an essential item or toy for a child this holiday season, go to myrasangels.org slash donate. They will gladly take your donation. Great to see so many people there last night. Anthony, it was comfortable out there today, right? Yeah, very comfortable. We had the sunshine. It was all in all, Julian, a really nice start here to this weekend. We have some changes, though. I know you're probably going to like this. Some warmer weather on the way near record territory as we head into our Wednesday of next week. And I'll go over that here in just a second. Good Saturday evening, though, to all of you. We're at 67 in Raleigh and Durham. That is about where we should be for this time of year for our normal afternoon high. We're at 71 in Clinton, 70 degrees in Fayetteville, 63 in South Hill. Where we go from here, though, there's that normal high of 67. We have a couple more days where we're, let's say, at or below that. But by Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it is going to be noticeable where we're back in the upper 70s and low 80s. We're at 80 on Wednesday, 79 there on Thursday. Wednesday specifically, I think in Raleigh, we could tie the record that was set back in 1986. There's the forecast. There's the record right there. In Fayetteville, probably not going to get quite there. 81 is what we're forecasting. 84 is the record. But 
but still that goes to show you we are going on the opposite end here of what we've been seeing with the cooler weather. The other concern though that we're watching, we need some rainfall desperately. This is our latest drought monitor. You go back even toward Charlotte west of there around Asheville. They're in severe drought criteria right now. Our western counties in moderate and most of our viewing area is abnormally dry. So that begs the question, will we see any in the near future? I have none over the next five days or so. We get a little bit of a chance though into Friday, especially Friday night and into Saturday. Looks like we could get a front coming through that will bring that much needed rainfall. So if you're planning here for the next chance, like I said, probably Friday night would be the best shot. I think most of the day on Friday is looking pretty calm. We head outside there though right now. This is a live look. Our Fayetteville camera roads and streets are nice and quiet. It is a beautiful evening. We have lots going on. NC State is playing here at 8 o'clock. We should be at 59 there right about 7 o'clock. 52 at 9 and it will get a little bit cool through the game. So as you're headed out, you may want that sweatshirt, light jacket just to keep yourself comfortable. But for football weather, it's going to be great. We have clear skies and no real issues for us tonight. By the way, don't forget we have daylight saving time that comes to an end tonight officially at 2 a.m. or I guess it's early Sunday morning rather, but tonight into tomorrow morning. Our sunset tonight, 6:16 p.m. Tomorrow it's going to be at 5:15. We will not see another sunset at 6 o'clock or later until February of next year. So it's certainly that time of the year we're heading into that, that kind of holiday feel, if you will, with those earlier sunsets. Tomorrow morning here, of course, we have that big event going on, the City of Oaks Marathon. We're at 47 at 9 o'clock. Temperature is right about 62 at 11 and 71 at 1 o'clock. It is going to be a very similar day to what we saw today. Temperatures just about identical, maybe a couple degrees warmer. There could be some morning clouds out there, so just keep that in mind, but I think through the day, sunshine is going to be our big factor. We're at 74 through tomorrow, 72, a little bit cooler there into Monday, but still feeling pretty comfortable. Election day near 80. We're at 80 on Wednesday, and there's that next chance of some rainfall here. Join us. We head into Friday night into Veterans Day, but back in the 60s next weekend. Yeah, come on back, 60s. Yeah, feel a little more seasonal. Left us. All right, <laughs> stay a while. Thanks, Anthony. Coming up, it was a classic in the Raleigh Classic this afternoon. Plus, with the Hills have another hangover after two straight losses. Highlights from a high nooner in Chapel Hill. First ever meeting between Campbell and North Carolina today in Chapel Hill. And when it was first set in stone, looks like the Campbells might get an undefeated Tar Heels team that could be caught sleeping. But instead, they're getting a team that was hungry to get their season back on track. Mike Mentor has done a lot to elevate this Campbell program for season in the CAA. Mac Brown, they'll say this week, you know, it didn't matter who was coming into town. They just needed to play better. Well, after an unproductive First drive, Carolina in striking distance. Drake May slings it over the middle to Tez Walker. If anyone was wondering how he was feeling, he had two tutties on the day. But the Camels had themselves an answer. Haj Malik Williams over the shoulder, dropped to Cheney Fitzgerald. And just like that, we were tied at seven. Folks thinking, oh, no, here we go again. But Omarion Hampton took over from there. He racks up 144 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. There won't be an upset in Chapel Hill today. Carolina cruises 59-7. I like their quarterback. He's really uh, accurate. They've got a couple of really good pa uh, receivers. Um, running back, uh, number one, was a good player. Um, they played hard on defense, so um, I, I thought it was, a, it was a perfect time and the perfect game for us at this time. You know, Matt Brown came up to me and said, hey, look, man, I want you to tell your kids this now. And I, I respect that. They play hard, they play tough, 
you got Arizona's in their first half, man. I said, um, I appreciate that, Coach. Because that's what we were shooting for. O'Kelly Riddick Stadium packed for homecoming this afternoon. 7-1 NC Central hosting Norfolk State. Latrell Collier, four yards out. He's going to stretch for the touchdown. That made it 7-3 Eagles. Norfolk State now driving. Trey Middleton going to get the strip sack. Christian Smith recovers. Davius Richard, he's going to make the most of it. A seven-yard touchdown run. This one right now late in the third quarter. Last check, 28-10 Central. The Raleigh Classic. Shaw at St. Ogg's first quarter. Navian Hillard going to task one over the middle to Dante Lee Jr. And uh, yeah, he's coming right back into your living room here. And that put the Bears up 7-0 early. Same score. First play of the fourth. Donovan at Brewington going to roll right, chucks it down to DeAndre Proctor. Nothing but green grass, 24 yards on the go-ahead score, but the Bears wouldn't go away. Sidney Gibbs, team high, 73 yards on the ground on this game winner. 21-14, Shaw keeps the hardware for another year. NC State's carrying some confidence and to tonight's matchup with Miami, coming off that gritty win versus Clemson last week. Now the Packers didn't need some of that tonight. When looking at the two, it'll be Miami's run offense against State's run defense. And for that, the Pack will look no further than linebacker Peyton Wilson. Wilson has been a menace leading State's run defense efforts. He leads the ACC and ranks sixth nationally with over 11 tackles per game. No doubt he's in the mix for ACC Defensive Player of the Year, but he's also one of the best in the entire nation. And earlier this week, Dave Doran had the highest of praise for his captain. Gosh, I mean, I've coached a long time. I haven't ever seen a guy play like that guy's playing right now. And I've seen some good football players. Uh, so it's cool to be a part of that ride with him right now and, and thankful, you know, to have the opportunity to finish it with him. We also have the Canes out on Long Island tonight. Third straight Metro Division showdown for the Canes. They're tied with the Islanders at 12 points apiece. Puck drop Julian is at 730. All right, we'll be watching. Thanks, Casey, and thanks for joining us tonight. Have a great evening. We'll see you a little bit later. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.